Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. What is going on, my friend? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. On this episode, I interview Matt Wolf, and I don't like to do too many interviews on this podcast. I've kind of sunset them, so to speak, but I, I really like what Matt Wolf has done. I brought him on because he is an automation slash tech wizard um, for his company with uh, Evergreen Profits and the Hustle and Flowchart podcast, and he's also monetized his show with his partner, Joe, um, who was on a previous episode very, very successfully, um, and Today, he breaks down the four different ways they actually monetize their podcast. So if you want to learn how to monetize your podcast, you're in for a treat. And he also shares a bunch of tools and tips that he is using in his business right now. So enjoy my conversation with Matt Wolf. In a world where ad costs are continually rising and prospects are getting more and more skeptical about who they can trust, how can you reach new people in a way that's authentic and effective? A place where you can build trust at scale and convert skeptical prospects into raving fans and clients. Hey, my name is Luis Diaz, and you're listening to the Podcast Podcast Domination Domination Show, the place for entrepreneurs and businesses that want to know how to build a podcast that helps them grow their business, get more clients, and build their brand. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me. First of all, for with Hustle and Flowchart, how long have you guys been doing the show? Just so people have context. Okay, so Hustle and Flowchart specifically, we started in January of 2017. So 2017, 2018, 2019. So a little over three years now. Um, We've been podcasting since 2010. Our first show was called the Online Income Podcast. But this specific show we've been doing for a little over three, about three and a half years now. Got it. So a decade though, essentially, of decade of learning and testing new things. And, um, it, it makes sense. Cause I, th- I see you guys are in terms of what I see from an outsider's perspective are much further ahead in terms of systems built in place. Um, very strategic about how you use your content, very forward thinking about how to repurpose and use mm-hmm. it against ads and paid traffic. So I see a lot of people in the space are really good at paid or they're really good at organic and there's not a good kind of mending mm-hmm. between the two, um, which I think you guys do a good job at. So I wanted to definitely talk about what's 
how you guys are, are using your podcast right now in 2020 to drive mm-hmm. everything else you're doing in your, in your business. I'd love to mm-hmm. just start off there. We can kind of go down a million rabbit holes after that. Oh yeah. There's, there's tons of places to go. And I know, I know you've talked to, to Joe once already on the show too. So Correct. hopefully we can, uh, we can try to avoid too much overlap and find some areas that you guys haven't talked about yet. But um, yeah, with, with, with our show, you know, we, so, you know, I mentioned we've, with our show, we've, we've been podcasting since 2010, but this one's for about three years. Well, yeah. the reason we've been doing it for about three years is because we figured out like, if you don't have it systematic as hell, then <laughs> you're not going to keep up with it. So the systems have really been the, the, the key to it. Um, but yeah, we, we've, we figured out sort of organic strategies. We figured out paid strategies. We figured out all sorts of ways to monetize the podcast outside of the, the normal sponsorship routes. Um, yeah. So, you know, any specific one you want to dive into first, and I'm happy to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I think for a lot of people who are listening to this, monetization outside of sponsorships, and mm-hmm. how do we get creative with um, turning the content we're creating that's great and it's very valuable into actual money in the bank. Um, you know, I know you guys have kind of done that a number of different ways, so I'd love to kind of list them out, and then mm-hmm. we can talk about each of them. Cool. So we do, we do have sponsors. So we, we did go the traditional sponsorship route as well because it's sort of low hanging fruit for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So with our podcast, we have two sponsorship levels. We've got a gold level and a silver level. The gold level basically just means it's a pre-roll ad. The silver level means it's a post-roll ad. So Mm -hmm. we have, uh, so we, we do monetize in that way. And when we do monetize through sponsorships, we actually sell bundles. So we have a a print newsletter, which I'll, I'll get into in a minute. Um, we've got our website, we've got, uh, an email newsletter that we send out and we've got our podcast. So when somebody sponsors the show, they're not just sponsoring the podcast, they're sponsoring the podcast, the website, the print newsletter, the, you know, the digital newsletter that, that allows us to sort of sell these bundle deals of sponsorships. So when they buy a sponsorship, it's like, you're getting this whole range of things. And so since most sponsors are used to paying like a $30 CPM, $30 per thousand downloads, um, you know, we can kind of get them outside of that thinking by yeah. going, look, you're not just getting us reading a podcast, uh, a host read on the show. You're getting all of this thing, this whole bundle of things. Yeah. And so that allows us to charge a lot more for sponsorships. So we do have the sponsorship route. Now we've also got a membership called the Evergreen Profits membership. And that comes with a physical print newsletter that we actually ship out in the mail. Mm-hmm. And so the physical print newsletter that we ship in the mail is essentially repurposed content from the podcast. Right. So all of the interviews that we do on the podcast, we have somebody on our team who takes notes on them, pulls out all the gold nuggets, all of the, the, the wisdom from the podcasts, and compiles it into a newsletter. So when you yeah. pay for our monthly membership, you're paying for that physical newsletter that gives you all the notes to all of the episodes. Right. Uh, so those are our really our, our two core like main obvious monetization models. Then yeah. we also do affiliate marketing, uh, so whenever we have a guest on that has an affiliate program, we'll, you know, we'll ask them to kind of mention their product towards the end and we'll get an affiliate link and get some affiliate commissions from that. And we'll put our affiliate links inside of the, the show notes and inside right. of the, the physical notes that I was just telling you, those are usually URLs to our affiliate link. Um, so we'll do the affiliate marketing. And then the thing that we're doing these days, that's sort of the most lucrative thing we're doing with our podcast is we're finding partners. We're actually, mm. we, we've realized that we've built this platform. We've got a good size email list. We've got a good size following of, of listeners on the show. We've got a, a physical newsletter. We've got like all of these ways to get in front of audiences. Yeah. And so we've got this platform 
And now we've got all of these people that are coming on the show who want to leverage our platform. They realize that coming on our show actually drives them some good leads. And they're like, how do we, how do we work closer together to do this on even a larger scale? So now what Joe and I are doing is actually sort of equity partners and and rev share deals with, with other companies who want to sort of leverage our platform on a sort of deeper, more partnership level. So we've yeah. been doing a couple of deals like that lately where we're, we're actually getting involved with, I think right now we've got four of them in the works where we're actually equity basis. We get a sort of rev share of the entire business when, when those businesses grow. Nice. That's, that's really cool. That's, and that's smart thinking. Like you've done your work on the front end to kind of build out these things. I want to come out and come back to the sponsorships um, mm-hmm. just for a second, because a lot of people ask like, well, when can I create, you know, like how many downloads do I need and that sort of thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. what you've guys done, which I've, I, I love it because I've told people this the same thing all the time. It's like if you create a bundle and you're getting this, you sponsor other other channels that you have that are, you know, also great promotion, you know, real estate, essentially, um, mm-hmm. you can charge more, right? And you can Absolutely. control that price as instead of like, oh, well, you only get 5,000 downloads or 10,000. <laughs> it's like, it's hard to command a good, you know, good result yeah. for them and also enough, like money to make it for, to make sense for your brand. Um, so did you start out did people come to you first or you just like, Hey, like we're going to create sponsorship levels and we're going to promote them even if no one's knocking at the door right now. Yeah. So with this show, we didn't have any sponsors for the first two and a half years. I mean, it's maybe only the last we're, we're about to, we're, we're approaching episode 300 of the show just for context. Gotcha. So for the first, uh, 250 shows, I don't think we had any sponsors. Um, so it's only, it's a fairly recent thing that we added sponsors in. But what we did before we actually had sponsors is we acted like we had sponsors, but they were really affiliates, right? So we would, on our show, we would have, um, you know, uh, so Thrivecart's a product that we promote a lot. So at the beginning of the show, we may say, hey, this show is supported by Thrivecart. Go to this URL and we'll give you these special bonuses if you get Thrivecart through this URL, right? So we kind of acted like they were sponsors, but we never said sponsors because sponsors implies that there's sort of a mutual agreement on both sides. So we say supported by. Right, Um, yeah. Uh, so we, we always say like this show is supported by thrive Carter. This show is supported by uh gen M was another one that we were big on early on in the show, which was a, a site to help you find like outsourced workers, essentially outsourced employees. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so what ended up happening was that gen M company, we actually drove them so many new signups to their platform by being what we call the mock sponsor, yeah. um, that they actually reached out to us and said, Hey, what are you guys doing? You guys are sending us a lot of traffic. <laughs> we ended up bringing the founder on the show, interviewing the founder, uh, sent him a whole bunch more sales when we brought the founder on. And then they actually became a legit sponsor. They actually said, Hey, <laughs> can we just like really sponsor you? And so that actually turned into like a, you know, a, a more legit agreement. And that was our first real sponsor was somebody that we started as a mock sponsorship. Right now saying all that, when it comes to sponsorships, it, there's depending on what niche you're in, you can actually have sponsors before you ever have a show. Mm. If you're going into like a, a fairly obscure niche where uh, the, the companies that exist in that niche don't have a lot of avenues to advertise. You can go to some of them and say, Hey, I'm starting a podcast in this niche. There's not a lot of podcasts in this niche. There's not a lot of ways to promote your products in this niche. Do you want to get the best possible pricing ever and be on my yeah. first like 10 episodes? Because those episodes are going to be around forever. They'll, they'll, they'll be online forever. So if you sponsor these first 10 episodes, those shows will live in perpetuity. And that is fairly enticing to, to, cust- uh, totally. to companies especially if it's in a obscure niche where there's not a lot of avenues to advertise for that, that niche. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. And so ones that come to mind are, um, I remember I had a friend who recommended or referred me to um, one of his relatives who had a, she was like an influencer in the space. It's basically like middle-aged women who love mm-hmm. camping. It's a very specific niche. And she had a podcast. Yeah, yeah. She was getting tons of sponsors and she's like crushing it. She, was, she only has a couple thousand downloads a month, but that's all you need because that's not mm-hmm. many avenues. And she had a great, she had a great audience. Um, another one that comes to mind is like um, logistics. Like mm-hmm. when Amazon sends a package out, like all that logistics, um, all that stuff. So that's yeah, yeah. another niche that like had a, some, a friend who was in that and um, she was crushing it. She was making five figures with her podcast and it was like, a small show. So yeah, mm-hmm. obscure niches like that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, another one that I've seen is lucrative, maybe not as much cause there's more people is financial mm-hmm. tech or personal, mm-hmm. personal finance. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. These companies have so much money and mm-hmm. they need to get in front of people. <laughs> yeah. So totally makes sense. Um, now I'd love to that. Thank you for sharing that. It's really helpful. I think for the people, I think one follow up question on the sponsors is mm-hmm. when you promoted them, you promoted them in the show notes um, in the, in your Facebook group, I'm guessing as well, email list. Is there any other places outside of that, that you saw a lot of traction with getting that link or getting, getting those companies in front of people? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really inside the show, uh, inside our show notes, right. um, on our actual physical newsletter. We'll actually, when somebody sponsors it, we'll do an insert. Um, hold on one sec. I don't know if, people can actually see the video, but on the video. So we actually have this physical newsletter here that this is what we ship in the mail and it's all the notes from the show. Well, when somebody sponsors us, they also get what we call an insert. And the insert is like a one page ad that we put inside our newsletter as well. That sort of slides inside the newsletter. So they get, they get that insert. They get the, the, so the podcast, the show notes page on our website, the actual physical newsletter, a banner on our website will rotate their banner for the, the months that they're sponsoring. And then we have a weekly newsletter called the weekly profit, which is just a, a free weekly email newsletter. And we always shout out our sponsors in that newsletter as well. So I guess there's really five places that they, they get hooked up. Um, the biggest driver of traffic to them though, is really just the, the call outs on the podcast. <laughs> That's Got where it. most of Got the it. attention comes from. If they were to interview or survey their audience of, Hey, how'd you hear about us? It probably would be from the shout out on the podcast. Most of all. Mm. That's, that's cool. That's really interesting too. I, I would have thought it'd been maybe the show notes. If someone's like on your website or maybe the Facebook group, there's a ton of people in there and it's mm-hmm. easy to click and go and buy something from there. But that's, I'm glad you said that because, um, for, for, you know, cause it's audio, it's like, it's hard. There's no link to track. You have to literally yeah. put on the sign up form. Where'd you hear about us? And that's kind of how you find out. Um, so that was one key piece I want to talk about. And then the second thing was with your partnerships nowadays um, and how you're getting equity, you know, equity um, shares and companies. I'd love to talk about how that is, like how you go about picking those companies and also what is the conversation like afterwards, after you guys are on the podcast? I think that's two key pieces I want to chat in. Yeah. So the, the way those conversations start is literally just us shouting it out on the podcast. So we will cool. do episodes where we'll just slip it in somewhere that, yeah, we're starting to, to, you know, partner with companies on an equity basis. So if, if people want to sort of leverage our platform, leverage our podcast, leverage our email list, sort of things like that, we are starting to do partnership deals where we'll take equity in the company. And as a result, we'll evangelize it on our platform. And just by calling it out on the podcast, I think pretty much every deal that we've done has come from just 
mentioning it on the podcast. Podcast listeners are tuning in and they're like, hey, I've got a software company that's, you know, not doing as well as I wanted to. Maybe I'll reach out and just open mm-hmm. a conversation. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not salespeople. We're not going to be, uh, you, you know, we're not, we're not going <laughs> to yeah. try to like close the deal on the phone with them. We're just, we're getting on calls and just having conversations with people. You know, people are hearing us on the show going, oh, hey, they've got that platform. Their platform would be great for the product I'm selling. I'll, I'll reach out and have a call. And, right. you know, there's, it, there's never any sort of pressure on the call or anything like that. It's just literally... And usually they're separate calls from the podcast. So we'll, totally. we'll podcast interview with them because the way we podcast, I'm starting to, starting to get off on some tangents here, but the way we podcast is we'll do back to back to back recording. So we'll record Got three it. or four episodes in one day. So when we're done interviewing somebody, there's very rarely time for us to kind of, Hey, let's, let's keep on chatting. Maybe there's some other opportunities to work together. It's usually like, Hey, I really like what you're doing. Let's schedule a follow-up call. Yeah. But we got to usually jump off pretty quick to get to our next interview. Right. So, um, it's usually a secondary follow-up call where we're having those kinds of discussions. But most of those people come to us because they're just listeners of the podcast. They have a software. Mm. They see the opportunity to kind of leverage our audience and they'll get in touch. We'll have a call with them and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just start throwing some ideas around and and we'll go back and forth through email over terms. That's super cool. That's really cool. I think, a lot of people get into, and I'd love to get your feedback and advice on like for people who are starting off in podcasting, like a lot of people we know start a podcast because it's just a great way to connect with people. And it's a great way to build a network of interesting people, right? Um, for someone who doesn't have that audience right now, um, what is your advice to finding those relationships or finding people who they would love to partner with initially to bring them on the podcast, but just to open that door up? So like, so are you asking like, how do, how do I get like good guests on my show that are potential yeah. partners and things I, like that? Yeah. I'd say finding, finding good people. How have you guys gone about finding good people in the, in the early stages of your, of your podcast mm-hmm. when it, the audience was not there already? Yeah. I would say that Joe and I are kind of an interesting case because we've <laughs> been doing uh, internet marketing type stuff since 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we actually, we both sort of quit our day job, so to speak, and went full time with it in 2009. So we've been doing full-time marketing stuff for 11 years. We've been going to all the conferences. We've been to every single traffic and conversion summit. We've been to, you know, all of the, all of the various conferences. Some of the conferences we used to go to don't exist anymore. So when we started our podcast three years ago, we already had quite a bit of, of connections. We already kind of knew a lot of people. Um, But, you know, going back like 10 years when we had our, our very first podcast, um, you know, it, it kind of started with us just sort of interviewing our friends. I think my first interview on my podcast was me interviewing Joe, who we were just like buddies who lived down the street from each other. Mm. You know, so I interviewed <laughs> Joe to sort of kind of get the, you know, get the feeling of podcasting and see how it go. And then our, yeah. you know, our second episode, I think Joe interviewed me. And then like our third episode, we interviewed somebody that was sort of a close friend. And we, we kind of just started among like our friends and then expanded out, asked for connections, expanded out, asked for more connections. And it just kind of expanded out through connections. And then, you know, we started going to conferences and meeting people at conferences and going, oh, this guy's really interesting. We should interview him. Or, you know, we, we'd even bring our podcast equipment out to conferences and interview yeah. people in person and, <clears throat> and and things like that. So, you know, that it, it, it's really been an evolution now to today. It's gotten to the point where most people who approach us about being on the podcast, we have to turn down, you know, mm-hmm. we because we, we do eight episodes a month and we probably get about 
three emails a day from people wanting to be on our show. So, you know, now it's just kind of like a, a constant flow of people coming to us and we're sort of narrowing it down and we have to create filters around who we want and you know, we, we kind of hinted at it earlier, but right now we're, 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 we're focused on interviewing SaaS founders and we're interviewing um, like promoters, like affiliate marketers and, and people who can drive a lot of traffic. We're yeah. kind of staying in that lane at the moment, but that's really just because we need to, we needed to create some filters. We needed to figure out like who our ideal guest is for our existing audience. So, you know, we, we had to, to, to sort of put those restraints on the show and, and, and figure it out. But, you know, to, to answer the original question, it's just been this sort of evolution of networking, going to conferences, meeting people, going on other people's podcasts, asking for recommendations. Um, we created a Dream 100 list of all the people who we really, really, really want on the show. And whenever we, um, whenever we meet somebody who's, you know, fairly well networked, we always send them a copy of our Dream 100 and say, hey, do you know anybody on this list that you can make yeah. intros to? Uh, so, I mean, it's just like, there's just all of these different ways that we've, we've made these connections and networked. And most of it is just like, Hey, do you, can you introduce me to this person? And then once we've had that person on, Hey, can you introduce me to that person? It's just sort of stringing Mm. together connections is really what it's been. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's a great point. You mentioned, um, your existing network, which I remember too, when I first started my podcast in 2016, I sat in the library, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and interviewed a buddy of mine to like practice <laughs> uh-huh. to like get all the, all the things down. Um, so I do remember doing that early on. Uh, your existing network, asking people for intros, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And then I think nowadays with social media and like an events, I think you mentioned events and that's mm-hmm. huge. It's been huge for me too. Bringing your podcast. It's been the last four or five months, but before that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a crap shoot the last four or five months, but um, after that, hopefully it'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> So, so that's, there's that. Um, now I want to kind of pivot the conversation into what's going on in the future of podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you and I are probably in, in a lot of the same like email lists probably <laughs> so we, <yeah. laughs> you know, for podcast specific stuff. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on where the next maybe six to 12 months lie or anything in the, on the horizon that you're really excited about when it comes to yeah. podcasting. Well, I mean, the, the the biggest news in the podcasting world of the last you know month or so is obviously that Joe Rogan is moving yeah. over to Spotify, and that's some that's some big news. And I I really think that's an indicator that Spotify is serious about podcasting, and they want to be the place to listen to podcasts. I think that's what they're going for. Um, I I believe that Spotify is going to overtake iTunes as the place that people listen to podcasts uh, mm. fairly quickly after Joe Rogan moves over. I think a lot of people are going to move over to listen to him and they're just going to stick with one platform. They're not going to want to have to have multiple apps to listen to different podcasts. And I think yeah. people are just going to stick on Spotify. Uh, so I think that's, um, that's coming. I think iTunes has dropped the ball for a long time on podcasting. Yeah. Um, there was a good year <laughs> period where like the, when you logged into iTunes, it wasn't even updating anymore. Everything was just kind of static. What you, when you logged in all their new and noteworthy was stuff that got released yeah. a year ago because nobody was updating it. Um, people have figured out how to game the rankings inside of Spotify. There's been all sorts of episodes and articles written about how people are gaming the iTunes system and, you know, getting a whole bunch of fake downloads and fake reviews to try to climb the ranks. And, um, I think a lot of that kind of stuff where, where iTunes just sort of dropped the ball for too long, Spotify sort of under the radar swooped in and is starting to take a lot of the podcasters away. So I think totally. I think Spotify is going to be, uh, the, the big player in podcasting. 
And with that belief, Joe and I have actually started putting a little more focus on trying to tell people, go listen to us on Spotify, go listen to us on Spotify. Mm. So I think, um, I think that's big. And then in the world of advertising, I think the advertising is only going to get smarter and smarter and smarter with podcasting. You've got, um, you've got dynamic ad insertion now where you can basically tell your hosting account, like I want to put an ad in this slot on the podcast, this slot on the podcast and this slot, like you can kind of put markers in your podcast of where you want ads to drop. And then you can have a, you know, one of the ad platforms sort of rotate ads in for you. And so you Mm. can test different ads and experiment with different ads. And I think where that's eventually going to go is you're going to be able to get like hyper targeted with your sponsorship ads you know, think, think like, um, the way Facebook, how you can target down to like specific interest targeting and specific demographic targeting. Yeah. I think it's going to get to a point where you can do that with podcasts, you know, Spotify is going to know, um, you know, Spotify already syncs up with your Facebook, right? Like there are, there's already a pretty tight relationship between Spotify and Facebook. Right. And so, you know, Spotify is probably collecting data from, you know, what your likes are, what your demographic information is, your sex, your age, all that kind of stuff. It's probably able to see that information from Facebook right now. So it's going to get to a point where let's say Spotify specifically, you can have podcasts up there, but then the, the, the targeting for the, the sponsorship is going to be like real granular. Like I right. want to talk to 55 <laughs> year old moms who are into camping and put ads just in front of them. And it doesn't matter what podcast they're listening to. If that podcaster has monetization turned on, those ads will feed into those podcasts. Right. So I think that's where like the advertising is going. And I was, I was talking specifically about Spotify, but I think it's going to go that way across the board for all the platforms over time. I yeah. think those are probably the two biggest things that I see is sort of Spotify emerging as the big player in podcasting. And then, you know, the advertising just getting smarter and smarter and more granular and more sort of dialed in similar to like a Facebook or a Google. Totally. And and the cool thing is now, I forget where I was reading this or learning this from, but basically like kind of like all of the platforms, Facebook, um, Google, like all the, the way they evolved with their ad platforms, like it's really cheap at first. It's easy to get clicks. And then it's like, you have this like kind of golden area era and then it jacks up yeah. <laughs> and Facebook's like that now. And so it's like, so like Spotify is in kind of this early adopters phase. I just started running my first ad on Spotify last week. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, I've got some cool stuff to, to, to like look at and to kind of analyze now. Um, mm-hmm. but I know our, our mutual friend, Chris, Chris from Podfest, I can never say his last name. So I just say, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he did a whole masterclass on it and, um, he's a really smart dude with it and he's been testing. I was on that longer. call. I think um, you were, yeah. I watched, yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> attend and I, I watched replay. It was like the best replay I've ever watched. Like this is better than some of the stuff I pay for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that free call. Um, but, but it's, it's really interesting what you're saying. Cause I didn't realize that they plug in with Facebook. They have mm-hmm. all that data. So now they're serving you up ads based on their data, but also the, what they can pull from Facebook. So it's a lot more granular than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think that's, yeah, that's where the play is right now. And then people listening to this, go listen to this on Spotify. Don't <laughs> worry about Apple anymore. <laughs> so start making that transition now. I still um, have problems with Spotify. There's still some issues with it that I don't like. I like, I actually like mm-hmm. their mobile player. I think their player on iPhone is great. Their mm-hmm. desktop app, it bugs me that I can't add podcasts to playlists yet. That's super it's, annoying. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't have, it's kind of weird on the, on the desktop, I agree. Uh, yeah. I do like the fact that the ads platform setup is pretty straightforward. So mm-hmm. if you're, if people are listening to this and they're thinking of like, is it gonna be like Facebook where I jump into Facebook ads manager and I get overwhelmed because I don't know that space. But like, even for me, like listening to what just Chris advised, like it's pretty straightforward. It's not too hard. Um, anything else? I'm interested to hear your, your, anything else you think Spotify lacks or at the end of their bugs or things 
just personally, you think they can improve? Yeah, I mean, right now, the biggest issue I have is I'm usually at a computer when I find like new episodes that I want to listen to. Like I might see an email of like a new podcast. And usually when I get an email, I'm not in a place where I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to yeah. I want to save that podcast to listen to later or I'll be browsing the Internet or somebody will share something on Facebook and I'll go, oh, I want to listen to that podcast later. And I want to be able to just kind of save it to a playlist to listen to later. But in right. order to save a podcast to a playlist, I got to pull out my iPhone, find the podcast at Spotify, <laughs> save it to a playlist. Why they don't just do it from the desktop, I don't understand. Um, you know, for a while, Spotify didn't offer um, speeding up and slowing down of playback, but that mm-hmm. is in there now, so you can do that. So um, that's that's uh, a plus. And then there, there's some shows that just aren't on Spotify yet. True. Um, you know, the Joe Rogan experience isn't on there yet, even though there's a big deal about him moving to Spotify. His existing shows aren't even on there yet. And there's a lot of other uh, other shows that I just don't think they've taken the time to submit it to uh, yeah. Spotify's library. Um, you know, other than that, I, I, I normally listen to my podcast on Overcast. That's my um, my platform okay. of choice when I'm on my phone. Um, the only other thing that Overcast does that that doesn't do is there's like a smart silencing or a smart feature where like any sort of audio gaps where there's like silence in the audio it cuts the gaps down Um, so you can kind of get through the audios faster and it it sort of shortens any any gaps in the audio uh is that a must-have feature for me not really it's just kind of a cool nice to have but it probably saves three minutes on the whole episode all said and done true true okay those are those are good good like just other things that as a user from a user perspective like people are going to flow there a because like a lot of it, it's Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and B is these little small tweaks that they'll make. I'm sure along the way to really be the best. They've got the money. Um, they've got Anchor now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at how that's. I think we heard they like. Um, I think it was Chris that said this in the in the talk. But they have like a someone to like call. Does like calls like to get people on the Anchor platform, like you know direct call, direct sales calls. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which is I know people which, who have who've been pulled over to Anchor, and it was very lucrative for them when they did too. Really, I think I have a former client, um, Rick Barker, who is on Anchor now. Um, mm-hmm. Similar, probably similar conversation because he's he was he's a big deal in the space. Um, cool. So I think wrapping up this, you're you're the tech guy at, at yeah at Evergreen Profits, Matt. So. Um, wrapping up, I'd love to just kind of round up with, um, some top tools that in 2020, mid 2020 that, um, you really like that are, you're going to be using it for the next couple months. So specific to podcasting. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, we speak specific to podcasting and, and yeah, if there's anything else, I think most people listening to this are online marketers, entrepreneurs, things that help that, uh, that crowd. Yeah. Um, I mean, specific to podcasting tools, I really like Chartable. I use Chartable a lot to kind yeah. of keep an eye on my reviews. It's It sort of aggregates them all from all over the world. So you could see if somebody wrote a review for you in the UK or Canada or Germany that it'll pull them all in and send you an email whenever they come in. So I really like that. They've got their smart links thing, which I was using for a little while, but I've, I've stopped using. Um, I had some issues with that. Uh, my biggest issue with the smart links is that you can't go and set like your, your featured image. You can't set the metadata. So when you share a smart link on like Facebook oh. or Twitter or something like that, yeah. it just, it uses the same image every single time. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really like that. True. Um, uh, we, we host on Libsyn. I like Libsyn. I've got no problem with them. I, uh, but I'm not loyal to them. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd move if something came along that's better. My, my big issue with Libsyn is it feels like it was built 
20 years ago and nobody's ever <laughs> taken the time to update it. That's um, yeah. We can get some conversations <laughs> about that. I got some funny feedback for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of a lot of the tools we use. We use Pat Flynn's player on our blog. It was called smart podcast player. Now I think it's called fuse box. Yeah. Heard about um, it. So we use that. Uh, Descript is a great tool. We use Descript uh, for um, getting transcripts for the show. Basically what Descript is, if anybody's not familiar with it, is you can upload an audio file. It will transcribe the entire audio file. And then um, you can go and edit the transcripts and it'll edit the audio. So if I go in like delete a sentence from the transcripts, it will actually delete that audio in the audio file as well. And That's so we cool. use that quite a bit for, for some of our editing uh, we use Adobe Audition for our editing. Um, yeah, outside of podcasting, uh, you know, I, we use a tool called ConvertBox that I really, really love for for collecting email opt-ins. Um, okay. It's it's like a, a sort of a light box pop-up that we put on on our website. So when people go to when people are listening to the show and they go over to our website, we could sort of dynamically change the light box on the different pages based on where they came from and what landing page they're on. Because one of the things that we do to collect emails from our podcast is those notes that I mentioned, the ones that go into a print newsletter. Right. You can actually get those notes for free um, if you get them within two weeks of the episode going live. So mm. uh, what happens is we take the notes, we put them up online, and then uh, when somebody listens to an episode, if they, if they go to our site within two weeks of that episode going live, they can opt in, get the notes, and then the upsell is, hey, do you want us to just send you these notes in the mail every month for every episode we do? Right. So that's kind of the funnel flow that we're driving them into from the podcast. Yeah. And ConvertBox allows us to sort of dynamically change those calls to action constantly. And uh, if somebody has like an affiliate offer on our podcast, when they go to the show for the first two weeks, it'll say, hey, go get this companion offer, uh, you know, opt in now to get the, the, the free notes. And then right. after two weeks is up, I'll have it dynamically swap. And now that little light box that pops up is like, hey, go get this person's product. And it'll be, you know, a, a link over to their affiliate offer instead because you can't get the notes anymore because the notes are now locked down in the members area. Exactly. So we'll, you, we'll use that to sort of dynamically change the calls to action pretty constantly on our page. We love that tool. I think every podcaster who has like a show notes page on WordPress should have that. Um, trying to think of what other tools would be kind of relevant. Um, I think, I mean, uh, we use designer, uh, Paul Clifford has a really good tool called designer. Uh, it basically huh. will turn, uh, like blog posts and transcripts into like sort of beautifully designed PDFs. Oh, that's um, cool. I've never heard of that one. So yeah. Is that like a, is it like a, an, app, an app or is it is a service or is it a, um, more of like a, like a, it's a software. service. So you, you go to their website, you plug in okay. like a URL or you upload a file or uh, basically it, the original design of it was you plug in like a URL of a blog post and yeah. it would suck that entire blog post in images, formatting all of it into a PDF. And then you apply templates to it to kind of make the PDF designed nicely. But then over time he sort of uh, evolved it. And now, now it does transcripts. You can actually plug in a, a URL to like a YouTube video it'll transcribe the YouTube video, but then it'll screenshot the YouTube video like every 30 seconds or something. And it'll embed screenshots from the video in with the mm. transcripts as well. So that you cool. can actually like sort of read the YouTube video and then see what was on the screen in the YouTube video at certain points during the transcript. And, you know, he's just sort of evolved it into like an all in one repurposing tool. So any sort of repurposing you want to do, it does. Oh, another tool that we use is called uh, repurpose.io by yep. Hanny Mora. Um, that basically takes your audio file and makes it into a video that 
feeds into like YouTube or a Facebook lot or a, a Facebook live, a Facebook video. Um, it works with all sorts of platforms, Instagram now too. And I think, uh, Maybe it does it for LinkedIn. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I think it does, but I think it's kind of, I don't know. There's restrictions around it, I believe. Yeah. So. And we use that tool. I'm always surprised by how many people just listen to audios on YouTube. You know, some <laughs> of our, some of our uh, YouTube videos that are literally just audio with like kind of a, a waveform on the screen, like they'll have a hundred downloads and I'm like, I, I didn't even know people were just listening to audio on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah. Some, it's interesting. Some people hate it. Some people don't. It's yeah. I've seen yeah. both sides. Well, if you have a YouTube premium account, um, when you're listening on a phone, you can actually like put your phone to sleep and put it in your pocket and listen to stuff on YouTube, just like you're listening to podcasts, but it only works with YouTube premium. If you have YouTube regular and you, you know, put your phone to sleep, it'll stop playing whatever you're listening to. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I've definitely had that issue in the gym at times. (laughs) Well, Matt, this has been really, really fun, dude. Um, for those who don't know the podcast, want to get to know more about you and what Joe you and Joe and what you guys do, um, what's mm-hmm. the best place to um, direct them? Cool. So our podcast is Hustle and Flowchart. You can listen to it anywhere. I recommend Spotify right now, but uh, <laughs> you can find Hustle and Flowchart anywhere on any of the podcast listeners. Um, our website is evergreenprofits.com. Uh, that was our, our brand before the podcast, but we've kind of slowly been rebranding everything as Hustle and Flowchart instead. Uh, but evergreenprofits.com is our main website. And then we actually do have a podcast book that we recently put out. It's a free book. It's called uh, The Podcast Playbook. And essentially what that is, is we've had, we've interviewed a whole bunch of podcasters on our show and we've taken notes on all of them like we do every single show. And what we did was we compiled a whole bunch of notes from our show from various podcasters. So I think there's notes from you in there. (laughs) You know, there's notes in there from Jordan Harbinger from when he was on the show. There's notes in there from Chris Kermitsos when he was on the show, the founder of PodFest. Uh, There's notes in there from, uh, I'm drawing a blank, but you know, we've had like 30 different podcasters on our show. And um, when we interviewed them, we asked them, hey, how did you grow your podcast? How do you monetize your podcast? What sort of systems do you have in place? Uh, A lot of that kind of stuff. And so we compiled the notes from all of these guests into this podcast playbook. So it's, it's some stuff from us, but it's mostly all of our guests it's like a tools of Titans for podcasters, right? right? It's like right. all of our guests talking about what they do to grow and monetize their podcast all in a book. And we actually set up a link over at hustleandflowchart.com slash domination. So if you go to hustleandflowchart.com slash domination, you can get a free copy of that book. I will definitely have that linked in the show notes. Um, I'm going to go check it out as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a great strategy Like to end off here. If you're a subject matter expert in any industry or any space, you can build a podcast, invite other experts on, and basically repurpose a book out of it and turn that Absolutely. into a lead gen tool, tool or a free plus shipping book, whatever you want to do with it. Um, that's a great. And then other people who are in the book can be affiliates for it if they want. Absolutely. So yeah. great. I'm, I'm so glad you, uh, you guys did that. We'll have a link in the show notes. Um, Matt, thank you again for coming in, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun to nerd out about podcasting. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Hey, really quick, if you wanted to get daily emails to help you grow your podcast and your profits from your podcast, then you're going to love my daily email list called The Daily Growth Tip. Uh, It's basically a small email I send out every single day to help you do just that, either grow your podcast or grow the profits from your podcasting endeavors. So I've got a lot of great reviews from it so far from people who are on the list, and I'm sure you will find at least one thing in there that you'll be able to use right away. So if you want to check that out, then all you have to do is text the word podcasting 
to 1646-495-9867. I know that's a mouthful, guys, so don't do it if you're driving. But again, the number is 1646-495-9867. And the word to text is podcasting. And that number, as well as the keyword podcasting, will be in the show notes. So if you're on an Apple device, all you have to do is swipe up with your finger and the show notes will be there and you'll be able to get all that information and get on the list that way as well. So thanks again, my friend. Talk soon.